Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Totally Myself. I'm your host, Monica Cotolan, and today we're back. <laughs> the episodes. I have to apologize because my voice is a little bit rough today. I've been to a Latino party this weekend and I sing so much that literally my voice is dull right now. So today we're going to be talking about why are you keep attracting situationships. And before we go further, I just want to say that with the podcast, I am not implying that you need to be perfect or reject parts of yourself. Absolutely not. I am simply suggesting for you to embrace all that you are, love yourself more and accept how you act and feel so that you can improve where you would like to. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to say this. And I'm just going to start with like, you know, how dating feels like in 2023. I am in love with you and I want to be with you, but I kind of want to fuck other people also, you know. But then you shouldn't be mad because I'm in love with you. You feel me? I swear people are so twisted nowadays. I don't know. I don't know, but we need help. We clearly need help. So that's why I created this episode because... I have a question like, have you wondered if it happens to you to be keep wanting love and commitment, but somehow you are keep attracting guys or girls that don't? Well, you gotta consider that I know, I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but maybe it's because on a deeper level, you are the one who is not ready to commit. And I am not saying this in a way of judging you, like absolutely no way. This podcast, it's all about helping you grow, but sometimes we need a kick in the ass, you know? I had times when I needed a kick in the ass. And now I will be completely honest with you and I will tell you that lately that has been all that I had attracted. And I couldn't understand why until I realized that me, myself, I wasn't ready to commit myself fully. And I am talking especially about my time because I am focused on a lot at the moment, like building a brand, growing the podcast and also studying again. So even when I met good guys, let's say I would kind of sabotage it and turn it myself into a situationship for them as they would want something serious, but I was the one who didn't, or I just didn't realize at that time, you know, because sometimes we're not aware, but at some point you realize that you're playing someone and you need to, you need to stop it. And I'm going to give an example because it's, it was a long time ago, but I'm going to give this example because I don't want to give a new one. <laughs> And besides, I think it's good for for you also to see a situation in which I was, let's say, the bad guy, you know, because I'm I'm not perfect. I'm so far from being perfect. I'm a little twisted girl, so <laughs> women. <laughs> so it was this guy like a few years ago. I remember we dated for, I don't know, almost a year, you know, and I kind of gave him hopes that we were going to have something like a future together, even though like... The situation wasn't like clearly speaking about me being very serious about it, but he loved me deeply. Like the guy loved me deeply. He would have done anything for me. And I kind of, kind of loved it. You know, I loved the attention. I loved the care. I loved the quality time that we would spend together because it's going to sound mean, but everything was on my terms. So it was perfect for me. It was good for him too, but the problem is like I wasn't planning to keep him in my life forever. And then I came to the point where um I made it clear that we're not like officially in a relationship. So 
yep, I started dating another guy and then he found out and then, oh my God, I felt so guilty because literally I could have ended things with him before doing that because in his head, we were in a relationship just because in in my head, we weren't. That doesn't mean that for him, it wasn't like that. So you gotta be so careful with people nowadays, like just don't play around. It's so painful. And the guilt that you feel afterwards as well, it's, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And to be fairly honest with you, like even now I feel guilty. Like he was such an amazing guy. I mean, he still is. We don't talk anymore. I don't think he's ever gonna talk to me again. <laughs> but yes, I don't know. I hope he's not listening to this podcast because he would be like, you little bitch, like, how dare you laugh about this? Like, this is not even funny. And it's not. It's really not. Like, somehow I'm laughing about it, but I'm ashamed at the same time. I wanted to share this with you as well. So you see that sometimes you could be the one who's playing someone else. Even though I was played most times by guys. Yeah, I, I've, I've been the, the bad person now and then, you know. Like everyone else, I guess, just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean it's not real. So like I said, you know, like sometimes may be you the one who's not like available for a relationship. So consider that the way you think it's like the algorithm of social media, like TikTok, for example. If you watch some specific videos, then more of that is going to show up in your feed, you know, so so it is in real life. So if you keep talking with your friends or keep telling yourself, oh, why are all men so emotionally unavailable or girls? Or why are they lying and cheating all the time? Well, that's what you're going to see, you know, because you focus your attention on that. And I am not to say you are the blame, but if you want to date a man or a woman that actually wants a committed relationship with you, then you gotta start observing those kind of people. And I am saying this from personal experience because I know that it's cool to have that thrill in a situation. And I used to like it because I would get a lot of attention, right? And it didn't matter. It was 11 p.m. I had a notification in my phone bar. And then comes the feeling of being desired. Oh, and wanted, which makes me feel loved and not gonna lie, makes me feel powerful as well. But watch out, this is an ego trap, you know? If you only search power in a connection, then you are not looking for something serious or love. You are basically looking for a battery or a power bank. But this is all tricky because it can happen to you. <laughs> it can happen to you. And someone is maybe going to come into your life, transform your plans of having a relationship in a situationship, and they're going to use you as their power bank. They're going to drain your energy, love bomb you, make you feel like they want to have something serious with you. And then the moment they feel like they have the hold on you, they're going to drop you. Just like I said in the previous episode, they're going to drop you so low that your cortisol levels are going to go high to the sky <laughs> and you're going to feel stressed and you're going to need their attention so that you can feel good about yourself, so that you can feel like you're attractive or that this person is still attracted to you. While it's in, from the beginning, for them, it was never something serious. Because like I asked myself several times, like, why do I keep attracting jerks? My answer often was, well... You're probably making it happen. Sounds like tough love and maybe it is, but there's actually a deeper meaning behind it. You know, like we attract what we think we deserve. I repeat, we attract what we think we deserve and what we think we deserve is usually rooted in what 
we experienced or witnessed in our early childhood development. Here's how to break the cycle. I'm going to give you five really good tips and examples so that you can break this cycle. Number one is going to be you won't recognize your own patterns. Before any true change can happen, you need to recognize your intimacy blocks the patterns that you keep repeating in your relationship. This often stem from early childhood and are based on either the relationship you had with one of your parents or the relationship that your parents modeled for you. For example, if your father was emotionally unavailable to you, like for me, <laughs> didn't make you feel loved, cared for, or supported, this could make you hardwired to seek an emotionally unavailable man. Oh my God, I swear. I swear, I'm telling you, this this is literally what happened to me until I became aware of it. And even sometimes when I became aware of it, I would still jump for it because it was so familiar. I was like, that is love. This is love. But why? Because you're subconsciously hoping to get what you didn't get as a child out of this new relationship in your adulthood. This is like a deep-seated thing towards unavailable partners embattled in your root chakra, you know, which is the first chakra located at the base of your spine that's associated with instinct, survival, grounding, family and security. This happens because we are more comfortable with the pain that we know than the pain that we don't know. So we go back to the same type of guy or the same type of woman or the same kind of relationship model trying to re- enact our past to fix it. But it never happens. It never happens, you know. It really matters the material that you have. Some, it's just like an example, you cannot build like a vase out of sand, you know what I mean? You need the right materials for it. So don't make an impossible mission for yourself. Like it's not worth it. It's not worth to put yourself through the pain. The second one would be like, you can stop re-rehearsing the past. Our inner child re-brings the past by choosing the same type of partner over and over and being disappointed again and again in, in the hopes that a breakthrough will happen. Like he'll change or she'll change. It'll be better. To break this pattern, you have to push through the discomfort of change and the fear of the unknown, you know? The only way for it to get better is to stop hoping that that person will change and just say no, like this is not going to change. This is not for me. This doesn't align with who I am and I am not going to put myself through the pain. That is the real breakthrough. Recognizing the pattern and then making a conscious decision not to head down that path ever again, even if it feels comfortable, safe, and familiar. It's called growing pains for a reason. Growth, it's painful. You know, we have to take risks, enter the scary unknown, and stretch ourselves emotionally and spiritually in ways we've never done before. Like if you want better, if you want different, you have to move different. It can feel very uncomfortable at first, but the rewards are worth it. Trust me. The third example or definition I would have that's keep making you fall for situationships would be that you haven't owned up to your own behaviors. Own the fact that you are the one bringing the wrong people in your life. Mystery solved. <laughs> Mystery just solved. Here's the thing. Everyone who has come into your life has not only come into your life for a reason, but because you attracted him or her to you. 
no one willingly attracts the cheater, the abuser, or the emotionally unavailable person. But we're hardwired on a deep level to attract what we think we deserve and what we know and what we're used to, you know? So best case for you in this situation, if this is your reason, is just to own up to your own behaviors. Like watch out for your patterns. Be like, last time I did this, this time I'm going to pay attention where I'm going to observe myself doing this again and I will not allow it into my life anymore. And I did this. I did this like not long ago. I had dated, let's say, a guy that... was love bombing me, you know, and it was great and amazing. And I was having so much fun, but um, it just wasn't, wasn't that great. It had like its toxic parts and it brought me back to feeling in how I used to feel. And it triggered a lot of things in me. And I had to end it like, even when it was good, I had to end it when it was like actually good because I knew there were parts that were gonna affect me in the future. And trust me, it wasn't easy. It took a lot of power for me to do so because I'm the kind of person that I never let go. I try to work the shit out of the situation, you know? It's just like, I, I'm kind of the therapist in all of my situationships and relationships. And this time I was like, no, hell no, like, absolutely not. I am not a fixer. I don't need to fix anyone. And if this person is stepping on my boundaries and doesn't do the things that he says he do, like if the action of this person does not reflect his words, I'm out. Like I'm out for real. Like I'm not betraying myself again for anyone ever in my life. And yes, (laughs) here we go. Maybe I'm going to talk about this more because this, this situation was really twisted. Like I said, again, I had attracted like a huge toxic situation into my life. And yeah, Yeah, I will talk about it some other time because I don't want to lose my idea, you know. The fourth reason that you might attract situationships in your life is that you don't believe you deserve it. You don't believe you deserve something good. Once you truly believe you are worthy of the love you deserve, you will attract a partner who truly deserves you. Good partners are attracted to women who are confident and have healthy boundaries, okay? You need to understand this. I'm going to repeat. Good partners are attracted to women who are confident and have healthy boundaries. Bad partners, though, are attracted to women who are broken inside because they can manipulate and take advantage of them. Fix what is broken, become more self-assured and love yourself. That positive energy will attract more positive persons. This is literally what we call the law of attraction. Like attracts like. Until you change the underlying core belief that you don't deserve the best of the best, you'll be keep dating guys that disappoint you or women's. One way to get there is to take a break from dating to work on you. Build your self-esteem through positive daily affirmation like... I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am a visionary. You know, like all of that thing that you need to hear. All of that thing that deep down you know that you are. Create a vision board that specifically shows what you want your relationship or life to look like. One breathing technique uh, to try is the breath of arousal used in Tantra. It activates your third chakra, which is the chakra that gives you a sense of power, self-esteem, and the willpower to say no to unhealthy things. I don't know if you're going to like to do this, but I'm going to tell you this technique because it works for me sometimes. (laughs) If you're consistent about it, it's going to work for you too. 
To do the breath of arousal, sit up tall, place your hands on your navel and stick your tongue out. Pant like a dog. (laughs) I'm not joking. In and out of your mouth, pumping your stomach muscles back and forth in time with your breathing. With every exhale, pull your belly button to the back of your spine to empty your belly of air. With every inhale, allow your belly button to expand and let your stomach fill up like a balloon okay i hope you got this if not please like just go back a few seconds and really listen to this to do this as rapidly as you can it might even feel like a hyperventilating but it increases your metabolism and builds your inner fire you know try to do this for a second to one minute and see how energized relaxed and refreshed you feel and notice the sense of grounding and confidence emanating from your core And here are two questions that I want you to ask yourself if you're doing shadow work onto this matter, because it's important. Like, did you convince yourself that you don't deserve to be loved? Or are you afraid of intimacy? Because this is also a huge, important issue. You know, fear of intimacy can literally be like the blockage for you to be or find someone that you actually want in your life. And the fifth reason for which you might be attracting situationships would be that you're just simply not opening up your heart. Everyone says that they have an open heart, you know, but is it truly open? You're probably still thinking like, yes. But consider this, if you're stuck in a relationship where you're not getting what you need, why are you still in it? Like, why the heck are you still in it? It's because you are afraid to leave and you're not open to change. To open your heart, you have to get past that fear and be open to the unknown like most people are just afraid to be lonely but this is not a reason to torture yourself in being in a situationship or a relationship that your heart is not open that you just cannot feel love towards this person and towards you at some point if you don't get out of it you know one of my friends that it's doing like a spiritual <laughs> a spiritual trip like all around the world taught me a meditation called the tantric heart and I'm going to tell you how to do it. Visualize that your soul is the queen of your life and her throne is your heart. Your heart is supposed to make all of the decision in your life from fearfulness, but your mind is the frightened servant that guards the door to your heart. If we were hurt in the past, over time, our minds lack that door out of the fear, you know, out of fear. To open that door and open your heart, you need to get past that fear. Use like a daily affirmation with breath work to open your heart chakra. Take a deep breath. Long and slow inhale and say, inhaling, I soften my heart to receive love. When you exhale slowly, say, exhaling. I let go of fear. Start your day with five minutes of this and you will feel change. Trust me, you will feel change. Other people will see a change in you too. Don't be surprised like if you attract a totally different kind of person, someone who is ready to be more intimate and vulnerable than you. If you have been stuck in a bad relationship, maybe the wheels will fall off and you'll move in a healthier direction this time, you know? Not everything has to go bad, but you are the creator 
of your future, of your life. So what you think you deserve, you're going to attract. So make sure that you know what you want and that you know that you deserve this kind of love, amazing relationship that you're actually looking for. And you can try even this method, like love letter method. I swear, I love this. I love this. I had written like a love letter to the love of my life that probably, no, I haven't met the love of my life yet. (laughs) But I had written a letter for him, you know, with like, I told him, for example, how loved I feel. And it's like a, it's like a manifestation tool, you know, it's so, so useful. And I really do hope that one day when I'm going to meet this guy, my God, make it soon, make it. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm actually not ready for commitment right now. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him and probably I'm going to feel just like what I wrote in that letter and I'm gonna bawl my eyes out. I'm gonna cry so much. And this time it's not gonna be tears of sadness. It's gonna be happiness. And yes, I hope that's gonna happen. Let me be the Lulu. Let me be delusional because I prefer to be like that than to convince myself that I don't deserve better because I know that I deserve better. Deep down, you know that you deserve better. So do not allow yourself to stay stuck in situationships where you clearly know that you do not deserve to be treated or to feel that way. Now, let's talk about boundaries as well, because this is a very important subject, especially when you are dating people. I used to be so fucking afraid of setting boundaries because I grew up with parents that haven't validated my needs and boundaries because they had their own trauma to heal that they didn't. So therefore, as an adult, I had such a hard time settling boundaries and speaking them out loud. It felt like I was going to war, to a fight. Because it became unconsciously a belief that it wasn't normal for me to have them or be allowed to speak them freely in a normal manner and feel calm at the same time. Like, for example, I had moments when I would be like, I cannot wait to see this person and say what I'm about to say regarding my boundaries or needs. And then, boom, I would see them and I would keep my damn mouth shut. (laughs) And this was fear that I simply couldn't explain. This was a fear that I simply couldn't explain. Or I would become super defensive, for example. And then I would ask myself in my head, like, what am I doing? What is the reason for not saying it? And trust me, it took me long, long to be able to speak for myself and speak my boundaries up. I want you to know that if you have fear setting boundaries or have tried so many different ways and it didn't work, I want you to know that it's not that you're not good at it, okay? You need to stop saying that to yourself. If something doesn't work out for you, doesn't mean that you're not good at it. Doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means that you need to be consistent and you need to be kind to yourself because you are simply learning. You are literally simply learning. You are doing the best you can. I want to give you a prompt question and I hope you either wrote it down and properly do it as an exercise that will help you or simply just ask yourself now. Whenever I set boundaries and I feel like I go in a panic or fear mode or getting the anxious or any of that, is it actually me or is it the younger version of me who is feeling afraid? Who is feeling fearful right now? Who has a story to tell? And what is that they want me to know about? What is that story that the younger version of me want me to know? Ooh, that's going to be a powerful tool. Please, I want you to dive into that. It is so important to recognize if a fear, for example, for setting boundaries, is it your fear from now 
or you are fearful to set boundaries because you had problems setting boundaries when you were a child or a teenager, for example. Because if you manage to set boundaries and to keep at them, like do not betray your boundaries, do not betray your core values for anyone. Because believe me, if someone loves you, they will not step on your boundaries. They will respect them and they will respect you and love you even more for being authentic. Real power, it's sticking with your decisions. This is the time to walk in your power. And I believe in you so, so much. Because there inside you lies so, so much potential. Like, please get up and grab it. If I can do it, you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it too. I am no one special, I swear, with any special abilities or superpowers. Absolutely not. Believe me, I am so twisted sometimes. I'm doing so many mistakes in my life still. I've done so, oh my God, my life was more mistakes than things that I've done right, you know? So I repeat, I have no superpowers or special abilities. If I can do it, you can do it too. And please, Never go after someone instead of yourself. And this song reminds me of that because I was singing this song so much before realizing that I was literally singing it to myself. Like I was singing this song to me and I truly felt it because there was nobody else in my life. And I'm not going to give the name of the song because I pro I will probably get a fee. So I'm just going to sing it. Enjoy it or turn the, turn the volume down <laughs> if it sounds too bad. Tell me to stop, but I'm keep on going, keep on You'll never stop this flame I will never let you go But who am I to blame? Maybe by now you should know You got your somebody calling You think you're somebody, don't you? I think you're scared of keeping somebody close Okay, and I hope you didn't get too scared. <laughs> But I swear, I really feel this song, you know? It's such an anthem for me. Like, I'm listening to it every time when I feel a bit down. And it makes my self-esteem to the roof. I really love this song. And why did I realize that I was singing this song to myself? Well, because it's literally talking about that you would never stop this flame. Which, it's me. <laughs> you know, for like putting myself in situationships where I think that I have somebody calling me, like somebody like for me, but actually I'm just scared of having someone around. And it's so true, you know, because yeah, it's not really easy to open yourself up completely in front of someone nowadays, especially if you know that there is a situationship. And then is this part where it's like, you tell me to stop, but I keep on going, keep on. And that's myself, like me telling me myself to stop, but I'm keep on going, you know, hurting myself. But I swear, this song, it's so good. And just remember that what's more important, it's what you want to experience than what they will say or how they will react to what you have to say. Dare to demand more if you want more. Like, please, my dear, like, dare to demand more if you want more. <laughs> So I guess that concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're going to stick to your boundaries and do not, do not go into a situationship again. Run, run your ass off if you smell just like a bit of smell of a situationship. Do not try to fix anyone. Do not try to change someone. Just extract yourself out of it if you know that it's not the right thing for you. And it's easy, really easy to know if it's the right thing for you. Like, do you see yourself with this person in five years from now? If the answer is no, then stop wasting your time, please. Okay? 
Well, I really do hope you enjoyed. I wish you an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm gonna be here again next Tuesday. I love you so, so, so much. Bye.